here's the thing. All right. I was coming into this podcast. Red Wings are starting. Lions are in the middle of the season. Tigers are just ending the season. I'm thinking, all right, let's talk about all three teams. Let's talk about the Pistons that are going to be next week's preview. Let's start talking about these teams and where we're at. I have convinced myself after so many years of all four teams rebuilding that each of the four teams are officially one year away from being like a playoff team. I've convinced myself that we're that way with all four teams. Now, I want to put a pin in this one conversation right here, right now. How many teams next year actually make the playoffs? I don't think, I don't know. I don't know. How many do you think? How many do you think? I have no idea. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to another Detroit Pierce podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe. Subscribe and like. Watch the vlog. I posted a vlog uh, just yesterday of me going to uh, Tucson, Arizona. It's about a two-hour drive from me. Uh, I made it down there, watched Bo Nix, future this year, Heisman Trophy winner, score seven touchdowns. That's right, seven touchdowns. And if you don't understand how he could have scored seven, Watch the vlog. You're probably like, oh, he probably, he didn't score seven. I looked at the stat sheet. He didn't score seven. He did score seven. Watch the vlog. Uh, and you'll understand what I'm talking about uh, as they beat down Arizona. And actually, I am a good opposing fan. I haven't, I don't do it very often, but I am a good opposing fan. So nice that the grandmother right behind me gave me red vines. So screw you. Okay. I'm a nice, I'm a nice fan. I'm a nice fan. Okay. Enough beating around the bush. Enough of it. Time to talk about the lines. Beatdown. It was a beatdown. That's all. That's it. It was just an absolute beatdown. 29 to nothing. Bailey Zappi, who is a. It was a beatdown. It was just an absolute beatdown all the way around. And I think two things came from this, right? Three things came from this game. One, this is not the year we're making the playoffs. I kind of alluded to it last week. I've alluded to it all season long that this team could be sneaky enough to make the playoffs in that last pit, in that last seed, right? They could be sneaky enough to do it. All right, crumple that idea up, throw it out the window. That dream is over. That's done. Second, Jared Goff is not the guy, right? I don't want to hear, well, Jared Goff, well, well, maybe Jared Goff. It's done. Lock it up, all right? It's over. It's done. Shut up, right? You scored a billion points. You had the number one offense against the Eagles week one, a terrible Washington team, a, a good Minnesota team, and a terrible Seattle Seahawks team. It's done. You're out of here. Third thing, the defense has got to be the worst defense up and down the roster in the NFL. I am not ready to say it's just an AG fault. I'm just saying, AG, the defense coordinator, Aaron Glenn, I'm just saying it's just a terrible defense. It's terrible. It's horrible. It's ugly. It's bad. They can't tackle. They can't guard. They can't do diddly-poo. It's just embarrassing, all right? Am I ready to say that it's Aaron Glenn and that he needs to be fired tomorrow? No, I am not ready to say that. 
You can't tell me that the whole NFL has been interested in the 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 Saints wanted to hire him as the head coach. Like you, they, everybody, uh, there were whispers about him leaving. People were begging in the streets not to have him leave. You can't tell me after five weeks he's a bad defensive coordinator. That's not how this works, right? He has working with the worst. I am. I have decided in my mind that he is just flat out working with the worst roster in the NFL. Just this. All right. First off, I also do want to say, well, second off, after all that, I want to, I'm saying thoughts and prayers with Xavion Smith. I hope that he's a speedy recovery. I hope he's okay, right? Him along with four other DBs going down does not help as well, right? It doesn't. It just doesn't. This just sucks. It just sucks. Fourth down, you're going for it. I understand. It's fourth down and we're going for it, right? Which is a Dan Campbell special. We're going to sit around. We're going to go for it. Fourth down, we're going to blood, sweat, and tears, bite kneecaps. It's hard. It's hard to be a bite kneecap, blood, sweat, and tears guy when you go 0 for 5 from fourth down. And on one of those attempts, the other team gets seven points. It's hard. It's hard for me to get in your corner. It's hard. It, you have to admit that's difficult, right? Like you can't sit there and be like, oh, no, it's hard. It's difficult. I'm all over the place. I, I just. And then he comes on. Then Dan Campbell, after the game, comes on the press conference and says, well, we've hit rock bottom. No, Dan, we haven't hit rock bottom. We've been here. I know what this feels like. I looked around rock bottom tonight and I saw my old I saw my old paintings, my old couches down here. I've been here. I've lived here. I know what this feels like, Dan. I know what rock bottom feels like. It's funny enough worse than this. I don't even know how it can be, but rock bottom is worse than this, Dan. Golly, man. I hope Bailey Zappi goes off. I hope Bailey Zappi goes off and has a Matt Flynn career where somebody's like, pull up that old clip of Bailey Zappi putting up 35,000 yards against the Lions. Let's pay him $80 million. I hope that happens for him. At least we gave back to the community in some way, right? It's just embarrassing and it's sad. 29 points. And, and the worst part, the worst part is... This is now you've got Dave Portnoy, you've got all these New England guys being like, here we come, Patriots are back. No, man, we suck. This sucks. We don't play well. We haven't played well. It sucks, man. It sucks. You're not good. We suck. I can't tell if the bye week's a good thing or a bad thing. I really can't. It feels like it's a good thing. I want it to be a good thing. Hey, we got a bye week. You know, Dan Campbell's like, you know, we're gonna rally the troops. You know, we're gonna we're gonna come back from the bye week and we're gonna be stronger. We're gonna go one and zero after the bye. At Dallas, Dan, you're gonna go one and zero at Dallas. Then you're gonna get Miami, probably with a healthy Tua. Then you're gonna get Green Bay. Then, who are about to start going on a streak and win the NFC North, which I'll talk about later. Then you're going to go to Chicago, who's been better than everybody expected. Then you're going to go to uh, New York, and you're going to beat the Giants, who are better than everybody expected. 
How are you, Dan, how do you see a win? How, where are you seeing a win? I'm the most optimistic Lion fan there is. I don't see a win. And then it's Thanksgiving and we're playing Buffalo. And we're what? One in one in ten going to play Jacksonville at home in December? Jeez Louise. At one point this season, I was thinking to myself, CJ Stroud and Bryce Young are going to be picks one and two. Um, I really would like to have them, but it just sucks. It's not in the cards. We're not going to be bad enough in order to get them. We're going to get them so easily. It's unbelievable. I'm watching. I'm like, CJ Stroud's going to be our guy. We can't do it. He's just going to fall in our lap. Just sucks. Ugh, it just sucks. All right, let's not be negative. Let's not be negative. Let's be positive. Positive Piercy. Positive Piercy. All right? Positive Piercy. We now know what we need to fix this offseason. That's right. I'm already the offseason. We know what we need to fix. We need a whole new defense, and we need a quarterback. Boom. Boom. The offense still has pieces that we can work with, maybe. A new quarterback and a new defense. Maybe we'll fix that. Not too. Not, that's not too big of an ask. Not too big of an ask. It just sucks. All right, let's go to another depressing topic. Uh, end of the baseball season happened. Tigers this year. Let's give them a season grade, all right? Coming into the season, oh, you know, this is a playoff team. You know, the 500, and then next year we can build off that. You know, this could be great. You know, let's do that. You know, we got Javi Baez. He's fun. He's 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 electric. He, he does fun baseball plays. If you don't give this team less than an F this year, you're lying to yourself. You're crazy. You're lying to yourself. At least they didn't finish last place, right? At least they didn't finish last place. F minus 66 and 96. 26 games behind the Cleveland Guardians. 66 and 96. Oh, man. But what do we need? What do we need this offseason? I'll probably go into a deeper dive later on in this year uh, towards the uh, towards the winter meetings. But let's let's hit the what we need right now. One, I think the biggest key is to get Erod and to get Austin Meadows healthy and on the team regularly, right? I think if Erod comes back and he's on the team regularly, that's very helpful. And if we can get all four starters back and healthy, Manning, Mize, Scooble, Erod, big, huge, right? And if Austin Meadows comes back and we can have a guy that hits third, hits second, that is a consistent on-base guy who can play a corner outfield, that's super helpful, right? Because I think that that's what we're missing, a really consistent corner outfielder, right? And if Austin Meadows comes back, that's helpful, right? Then what else do we need? I think we need two really good hitters. And I think that's possible. I think it's possible. I think there's a path to where you can get a couple of hitters in the offseason that are consistent and that can help this lineup because your lineup's terrible. You already got rid of the hitting coach. You bring in a new hitting coach. It makes you feel positive. But look, you get a couple of hitters. You get Austin Meadows. 
you have a good pitching staff, and the pitching staff comes back like it was this year, and you're going to be a pretty good team. I think this pitching staff, I, I, I think that if we didn't have the pitching staff that we had, if it was just a, if it was worse or what it has been in the past, I think we would have lost maybe 150 games. Maybe. At least our pitching staff felt better. Right? I'm looking at the stats. We scored 555 runs this year, which is the least in the MLB by how many? I can't do this kind of math. By about 10. By Oh, we're only behind the Oakland A's. Behind everybody. F minus. But to go to something positive, I tweeted this out kind of as a joke towards the end of the Lions game. It's Red Wings season. Friday is game one for the Red Wings. Playing the uh, Boston. Playing the Montreal Canadiens. Then we go to New Jersey, and then we get the Los Angeles Kings when I will be doing a podcast on Monday night next week because I have a wedding. Um, here's my expectation, right? My full expectation. I'm not sitting here saying that we're going to win the Stanley Cup, right? I feel, like I, I feel like I was just saying this with the Tigers at the very beginning of the Tigers year. This does not make me feel good. But I just want to be a 7-8 seed, kind of get in the back door, or at least be a late round, a, a late lottery pick. That's all I want. I just want to be close to the playoffs. I want to hit the end of the regular season. I'm looking at the end of the season. I want to be hitting April 2nd, and we're playing in Toronto. And I'm like, God, you know, if we can win that game, then we can go to Montreal, then we get Buffalo to end off the season. And then we go to Pitt, then we get Pittsburgh, then we get blah, 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 blah. I just want to be close. I want to be close in April. I just want to be around in April. That's all I want. I want good hockey this year so that next year I can be like, We've got it. We've got it now. We've got it. That's how I feel. All right. I feel very positive about the Red Wings. I'm all in on the Red Wings this year because I think they're our only chance of making the playoffs. <laughs> they are. They really are. This year they're the only chance. And when was the last time we were in the playoffs? Feels like forever. <sighs> I boy. It's bad. It's actually why I started the podcast is because the Tigers, because all of the teams were in such despair and I was tired of texting my friends trying to explain how in despair I was. So I started this Twitter page and I started this podcast and I just started yelling into a mic. Crazy. Crazy how things change, right? And how they all stay the same. All right, let's get off this topic. Let's go to European Minute or I'm already 15 minutes into this podcast. So let's get into European Minute. We've got a lot to talk about. In three, two. One. All right, F1 happened uh, late last night. I tried to watch it, but I fell asleep, and I looked at myself. I was like, dude, what are you doing? It's 1230. You just got done watching Bo Nix. Go to bed. So I did. Woke up. Max Verstappen was the champion. Sounds like Max Verstappen woke up this morning, and he found out that he was the champion. It's stupid that they gave full points. It was so dumb. Why? Like, you raced for like 35 minutes. You did the bare minimum. to. No, that should not have been full points. Chelsea's back, and I feel really bad for everybody. I really do. Um, but it's too late because Man City has gotten enough lead on Chelsea that they're going to win. They're the team to beat. I think they're not only the team to beat in England, but they're the team to beat in the Champions League. We're halfway through Champions League, and you got to feel pretty good if you're Man City. They're so good, man. They are. Man City's just so much better than everybody in the world right now. With Phil Foden and, oh my God, Holland. I almost forgot his name. Holland and Foden, that's going to be a deadly Deadly partnership for a long, long time. And that's been your European Minute. All right. 
couple things. Let's just talk about the NFL. Let's talk about college football real quick. Um, NFL. Let's talk about let's talk about the NFC North. Let's just talk about the NFC North, right? Let's stay right here. There is a part of me that's like, okay, we're in despair. Blah blah blah. The NFC North is very interesting. Vikings four and one, a very good four and one, right? Green Bay three and two have struggled. Bears two and two, us one and four. The NFC North, in my opinion, is still very open for everybody except for the Lions. It is. I could see the Bears figuring it out. They've got a, they're sneaky. They're sneaky, man. They're sneaky. And the Packers are not impressing anybody. And the Vikings lost to the Packers, I believe, right? Dude, I'm just saying. Yeah, they, no, they lost to the Eagles. They beat the Packers week one. How did I think that? But yes, I'm just saying the NFC North feels open. And the Vikings are starting to figure out that, hey, Kirk Cousins isn't going to win you a Super Bowl. Don't make him. Just make him do the simple stuff. 17 straight completions. Give it to Dalvin Cook. The NFC North is very interesting, and it sucks that we're not at the dance. It just sucks because I feel like all three teams, I'm even saying the Bears, have a chance. just sucks we're not at the dance. Ugh. All right, college football. Let's give you, uh, Let's talk about the top four right now. I, in my opinion, here is my top four. Ohio State won. I think they've, since the beginning, has looked the best. For the last couple of weeks, they look so strong. You see them against Michigan State? Very strong. Two and three have not looked that good. All right? I understand they're one and two everywhere, but not here. Georgia, Alabama, not impressive the last couple of weeks. I understand Bryce Young was out. Not impressive. Number four. They're undefeated. They've got the best quarterback in the in NFL, in the NCAA, Clemson. And I think that they have the path to go undefeated and get to the Final Four, right? I think they can be undefeated and be second ranked at the end of this year. Number five, I've got Tennessee, all right? They're hot. They look great. They run it up the, down the field. They've got a huge game against Alabama. I think the winner of that game should be top four, putting Tennessee at five. Number six, Finally, they play somebody who I actually respect in Wazoo. USC wins, but they win really well, right? And number seven, you might be sitting there as a Michigan fan and being like, where's Michigan, where's Michigan? You're here at seven, okay? You're here at seven. You haven't played anybody. You don't look good against Indiana. You don't look good against Iowa, which have been proven to be bad teams, and you didn't play anybody in the non-conference. You haven't impressed me. You don't deserve to be in the top four, and you Hell no, you don't deserve to be in the top six. When USC has handed handed some people some lunch, and Tennessee has been consistently the best offense in the country, you're at seven. Next week, I'm in a wedding, so the podcast will be on Monday. Here are some lines, opening lines that I like, uh, because I got to bet, because I, I mean... I got to bet I'm going to go to Nebraska. I can't bet in Nebraska. Here's my, here are the lines that I like uh, so far. Due to change. These bets are due to change. So don't take it as like d- these are opening lines. Everything's due to change. I'll place them on Wednesday. But as of right now, what do I like? Indiana plus 10 at home against Maryland. Clemson uh, minus 5, given 5 points to Florida State. At home, I like Clemson as the favorite. BYU uh, by two over Arkansas at home. I think Arkansas is not that good. I think BYU comes back after uh, Notre Dame. By the way, just saw Marcus Freeman's 3-0 as a Catholic. Put that in the back of your mind. 
Uh, USC plus four at Utah. I think this is a statement game for USC. I think that they not only cover four, I think they beat Utah at Utah. Washington State, I think this is disrespectful to Washington State, plus three at Oregon State. Oregon State barely beat Stanford. I like Washington State plus three. Ole Miss, Auburn, I feel like Auburn can score. I feel like Ole Miss does score over 51 and a half. And my last one, I hate Wisconsin because they're overhit, uh, they're overhit by themselves. I think Wisconsin is going to start winning some games and start winning some games by a lot. Wisconsin minus four. All right, those are my bets for the weekend, uh, for next weekend. Uh, again, final thoughts. Prayers for Savion Smith and his family. That's always super scary. Uh, I just, uh, my thoughts and prayers are with him and his family. It's not easy. It's not easy watching that happen. Uh, scary moment, very. Um, watch the Bo Nicks vlog. Next week's uh, podcast is going to be on Monday night. Thank you for listening. Make sure you like, subscribe. Prayers out for Xavion Z- and his family. I'm just, ah, it's sad. Breaks my heart. Prayers for you. God bless to the Smith family.